Guru Nation, welcome to episode 447 of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. In this episode, I talk Donald Trump in a clinical trial, what this means for clinical research, was it compassionate use, was it expanded access, was it right to try, was it a clinical trial, what the heck happened, what does it mean for clinical research, and uh, all kinds of stuff that uh, I think could actually benefit research in the long run, and the industry is actually doing a lot here and I quote Craig Lipset's article links in the show notes to that also in the show notes is the patreon channel we just had an exciting patreon monthly mastermind we're thinking of doing lots of cool things with the patreon members only five bucks a month well worth it for you guys for the monthly mastermind alone not to mention the weekly videos I post on using social media to leverage your opportunities so definitely look into that check that out uh, link in the show notes also in the show notes CRA CRC Academy, please text me 949-415-6256 if you want help getting studies for your site. And also, I haven't done this in a while, text the word GURU, G-U-R-U, to 31996. Good things will happen eventually uh, if you do this. So thank you very much. It really means a lot to me that you're listening. Make sure you share with a friend. Rate it if you feel like it. Leave a review. I live off of those things, guys and gals. Thank you so much. It really means a lot to me. Take care. Back to another episode of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. This is also going to go on um, YouTube everywhere. So a lot of good stuff happening. Uh, well, a lot of big stuff happening in clinical research. And um, two articles, two stories, one LinkedIn post from Craig Lipset we're going to discuss today. For those of you who don't know who Craig is, you need to go follow him on LinkedIn. I've actually had him on the podcast before. A bunch of times. He was director of innovations at Pfizer when he was one of my first guests when I started this podcast back in 2010, this blog back in 2010. Um, So he's been, you know, because of Trump, this this video is about Trump receiving compassionate use uh, from Regeneron, which, by the way, we're going to discuss on the clinical scoop uh, next week. We're going to be discussing Regeneron's studies, their pipeline. We're going to have Dr. Al Jazeera on, who's going to be discussing the cocktail, the monoclonal antibodies that Trump received, because everyone's curious about this stuff right now. And we're going to discuss today, we're just going to give an overview of what happened, and we're going to try to make it about patients so because now a lot of patients are going to be interested in participating in clinical trials and this is a golden opportunity like Craig says to provide a presidential experience for everyone every all patients because they are medical heroes in clinical research so the post from Trump okay so basically for those that don't know Trump uh, returned to the White House, basically had a three-day stay, I think, 72 hours. He's been fever-free now for 72 hours after taking the experimental antibody drug Regeneron. And Craig Lipset has been posting about this from the beginning. So we're going to look at one of his posts. We're going to read one of his articles, but we're going to look at one of the posts where he discusses compassionate use, because this is what Trump did right trump did not uh do a clinical trial he took an experimental treatment 
but he did not actually participate in a clinical trial. So Craig's post, is Donald Trump the first sitting president to enroll as a participant in a clinical trial? The answer is no. Okay, he got it under the um, experimental uh, expanded access compassionate use, basically. It's only the, the, the drug he received, REGN, COV2, is not FDA approved or commercial available. It's only available in the clinical trial. And earlier this week, Regeneron actually posted positive data on the first 275 patients in the trial. So uh, it hasn't been a, submitted for emergency use authorization yet. Um, now, Trump, the question is, should Trump have participated in the trial and reached a new milestone for research? What he did was just take the, he had a compassionate use right so basically what must have happened what i think happened is when trump got diagnosed he talked to his medical team the team looked at all the experimental treatments that are going out there regeneron was probably on the short list and they applied for compassionate use and they got it so basically look how many comments craig's post got and we're going to go through some of the comments uh, because, you know, obviously with a guy like Donald Trump, very polarizing, people are going to ask, okay, well, we can expect the president now as a clinical trial patient participant, which he's actually not. Um, uh, then Craig said, let's give all research participants the presidential experience. We're going to get to that article next because Craig wrote a really good article on this and uh, he does a good job of bringing home uh, the the message to make studies more patient-centric. Uh, so here we have tons of comments about this situation, about Trump being in the, receiving the experimental uh, treatment, right? So right to try act, Dr. Sabine Hazen, who I'm going to interview on the podcast uh, as well. I'm actually going to see her next week. She discusses about right to try act for patients to receive any clinical trial as long as consent is given and there is IRB oversight. Right to try is a human right. Also, Regeneron is a solid company. And then uh, Craig says, do you think his current state of mild symptoms meets the criteria of right to try? which is life-threatening condition, exhausted, approved options. Uh, then she says, yes, a lot of people are having different opinions about this. Okay, uh, He's the president of the U.S. All precautions and mitigation should be made available, including any enforcement discretion. Uh, uh, this was not under the right to try law, Craig says. Regeneron confirmed in a statement that the medicine was provided under a compassionate use program. So just by following the story, you can learn a lot about the differences between right to try, compassionate use. I've been in this industry since 2005, and I, I often mix these things up together, right? Compassionate use versus right to try. They're actually different things. Trump technically got it under compassionate use program. Uh, people actually... Craig actually filled out Donald Trump's info on the Regeneron study screener, which is meant for all patients who think they qualify for the study. For the study, and there's actually uh, one of these comments. This had a hundred and something comments from Craig's post. 
on LinkedIn, but one of the comments actually explained, uh, you know, what, so there's a lot of back and forth, obviously Trump's polarizing, polarizing figure, but the good thing is it's bringing clinical research to the forefront of what's going on. And we're getting to the point where we can actually discuss, well, how do we give all patients the presidential experience in clinical trials? And obviously that doesn't mean to not do clinical trials and just give everyone compassionate use like happened with Donald Trump uh, because that's not possible. We still need studies. And actually, the from what I've been hearing, and we're going to learn more on the clinical scoop, but this uh, monoclonal antibody treatment Trump got, I think something like 10 or 15% of people have like allergies to it, that pretty severe allergies, allergic reaction to it, because it's a synthetic antibody. So it wouldn't be safe to just give this to everybody. Um, but point is, people had a lot of experiences about this and or a lot of opinions about this and we need to think of what uh, we can do in the industry to give patients a better experience uh, so this person said i visited regeneron's online screener and entered president trump's information and this unfortunately this study is not suitable for you you do not meet these strict criteria so we can actually go look let's look and see i'll fill it out for me and see what this uh, gets started. So let's see if I could qualify. If I have to put my info, I'm not going to do it. Have you been tested for COVID? Uh, no. Are you currently showing any symptoms? No. Do you live with someone? No. Do you currently have any major illnesses or conditions? No. Next. That's actually pretty cool. Uh, I am... 39 and where should we look for a study center for you so let's put 92627 Costa Mesa let's see if I qualify as a control group no yeah this study is not available for you find out why basically uh, every clinical trial strict inclusion is so I doubt Donald Trump did this I think they had a Regeneron on the short list and they contacted them and they gave him the compassionate use obviously their stock benefited now obviously everybody wants um, access to the same thing the key takeaway here somebody says is ethics although there is no cure for covid trump is unlikely to die considering what's already known and early intervention whereas i remember one london case of a mother of three in her 30s in march who died at home because her case wasn't a priority Health access, including clinical trial access, should be equal. So it's bringing up a lot of... Um, these are good debates. We've never faced this kind of a situation uh, in history, right? Uh, and so, basically, Craig wrote this article. Uh, All research participants deserve the presidential experience. And, you know, he discusses the, what we just discussed with Trump doing Regeneron, getting, uh, he received the dose of Regeneron's investigational antibody cocktail. He became the first president in history to take a medicine still in clinical trials. Um, the study is showing good data. We're going to discuss that on the clinical scoop. The patient was not enrolled as a study participant, 
but receives access through compassionate use. Uh, physicians submit requests for compassionate use to the manufacturer of a medicine still in clinical trials whether they have a pa- when they have a patient meeting specific criteria number one life-threatening condition so he probably had that um, even though if it's mild but let's just say it's life-threatening at his age group uh, it could be no other approved treatment options this is true not eligible to participate in the trial multiple people on LinkedIn said they had tried to enroll Trump and he's not eligible probably because of his age and number four the potential benefits outweigh the potential risks so that's that is the case for him and number five doing so will not adversely impact the ongoing trial all five of these things technically for Trump did apply so technically he does have access to compassionate use Okay, um, so he does meet all those criteria. The problem is, I don't think any other patient is receiving compassionate use from Regeneron. Maybe they've changed that now, but they, it's a short supply of the cocktail. So I think he's the only one who has received compassionate use. So the question here is, should he have received it? Right. That's the debate, and because people either love or hate Trump, people are going to say this is. Uh, appropriate or not are extremely inappropriate um, but either way we got to learn as an industry craig's article is really good i'm gonna post to it and link in the show notes uh research we need to make uh research more patient-centric and basically uh decentralized trials ride sharing having the patients be more involved in the design of the study uh ensuring endpoints are meaningful uh working with new vendors you know getting getting more also more diversity in clinical research which is something that the industry really needs to do a better job on especially with covid with the minorities actually being more at risk of dying from covid and it's not really enough minorities participating in any clinical trials specifically covid my company's uh being sought after actually to help sponsors with this uh but the point is Despite good intentions, the experience of participants today can still be highly inconsistent, involving a range of disconnected tools and resources. Many participants still face too many out-of-pocket expenses without consistent reimbursement, as well as significant travel burden. So that's the push for more decentralized at-home trials. Many participants still lack consistent and available information resources, so finding a study through consent participation results. Uh, the quote-worthy business consultant Peter Drucker is attributed with saying, you can't manage what you can't measure. It is only in recent years that the research community has begun to appreciate the potential uh, and impact of measuring the experience of research participants. Last year, Transcelerate Biopharma, a collaboration of 20 of the world's large pharmaceutical R&D organizations, published their patient experience toolkit, um, to encourage research sponsors to measure and learn from the experience of patients. Basically, the point of this article is patients who decide to join clinical trials are medical heroes. We need a lot more work to do. We need to make studies more patient-centric. I agree with all of this. They're obviously not going to get the presidential experience. Um, but this was a really good and interesting uh, conversation and as you can see just go follow craig and look there's tons of comments about this uh it's an antibody infusion it's made of the same antibodies anyone would get after fighting off covid 
safe and natural. This is actually not true. It's a synthetic antibody. Uh, the infusion steps in to act as an artificial immune system for anyone who might be at risk of complications. It's the perfect choice for anyone in the at-risk demographic group like a 74-year-old overweight like Trump after testing positive. The thing is, only he received this compassionate use, no one else. So this is not, this conversation is not going to end because now everybody wants this drug um so we're going to do more on this we're going to do more on regeneron in the clinical scoop analyze the stock thank you guys very much for watching and listening and make sure you um make sure that you subscribe actually if you're not subscribed to this make sure you subscribe to this and make sure that you subscribe also to the clinical scoop when we um do the do uh when we're going to analyze the Regeneron pipeline, not only the study that probably Trump's team looked at the data, but also any other studies they have in their pipeline and their uh, stock. We're going to look at the stock too because that went up and we got to look into that a little bit more. So thank you guys for watching, listening. Let me know what you think about this. Catch you later. So hey everybody, thank you very much for listening to another episode of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. Again, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you leave a review if you could be so kind, please. Uh, and also go to the clinicaltrialsguru.com if you're interested in learning more about who I am, who some of my guests are. Uh, you can have access to some of my YouTube videos. Uh, I do a lot of videos about clinical research. So go to the clinicaltrialsguru.com and you can also call or text me anytime, 949-415-6256. Also follow me on any social media platform. It's Dan Svera. And you can also email me if you'd like, dan at theclinicaltrialsguru.com. Thank you very much.